Okay, so you're just Bobby's saying Bobby's doing like, an intro and then calling it a cold Yeah, open. I know that's an intro, but okay, I guess it could be a cold open. I don't know, it's scripted. It already is live. Uh, I know we're live. <laughs> Welcome to the weekend spread, folks. We are here to pick a great slate of games, including the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, OU Kansas and Lawrence, and a pretty solid Pac-12 matchup as well. That's just been the case all week, and we definitely won't be watching the Thunder in the background. Anyways, let's get this thing started. folks welcome back to the weekend spread i'm your host bobby howard with me today as always we've got jameson maxwell ty lee and the captain himself boaten blake we're here to pick some games um look last week bit chaotic across college football to say the least a lot of people have been referring to it as uh, survival saturday i would certainly agree with that uh and look it was a bit of a crazy week on our show too uh J- blake and i horrible uh blake went two and eight I went th- seven and three or sorry, three oh, and seven. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. And then, uh, and then Jameson and Ty uh, split out at uh, five and five. So basically not much happened. The gaps narrowed and look, as we are in the last single digit week of the year for college football, it's, it's, it's getting pretty intense down, down the line here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blake, you were, I thought you were going to go over again last week. I wanted Perfect. it. <laughs> I wanted it bad. I'm like two for eight doesn't do anything. Oh, and 10 pops off again three times in a year. That would have been, I should have just won it for doing that. Like nobody will ever be able to do that. And we can spread history again, but I just love how Bobby, like right before the week gets in the chat, he's like, there's two options. One Blake separates from the pack and because me and Bobby were on separate picks or two that Bobby closes up, takes the lead and like I said, I go, there's a third option. We all do bad, and it just kind of evens out. And look what happened. We all did bad besides, I guess, Jameson. But 50% doesn't win you anything in Vegas. So, yeah, we had a horrible week. Yeah, I, I was. I don't know why I put my faith in Dabo in that uh, in that wild card. Let me down there at the end. I, ju- I thought they had turned the corner. I was completely wrong there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Ty, Ty what would you think of the week? Yeah, I mean, last week was a rough week for everyone. Uh, but Jameson and I, like we touched on, went five and five. I don't know what any of us were thinking with that USC pick. Like, in retrospect, every Love. one of us said, this is an extremely stupid pick, but give me USC. We all should have been chalk on, on Utah there. But I'm happy where I'm at, right? I'm, I'm two points off the win. I can point to two, you know, egregious losses that I've had so far where I just knew I was going to lose and I was throwing the Hail Mary out there, you know, BYU um, against TCU and then a USC against Notre Dame. So I'm, I'm comfortable with where I'm at. I'm not I'm not really feeling the hot seat here, um, you know, in last or tied for last on, on wins because I feel like I've been playing well this season. So it, it's exciting that we're all so close and uh, certainly keeping it interesting. Absolutely. I think it's always more fun whenever, you know, it's still a competition. Anyone can win that sort of thing. Jameson. 
Blake, can you explain yourself of the horrid TCU performance and how Hoover is an absolute flop? You thought you would get away with it not having TCU on the slate this week and having a bye week, but I need to bring this man to the stand. Please approach and explain yourself. It's horrible. It's horrible. Like the message boards have been <laughs> honestly an unreadable at this point. It's the more rational takes is we need to clean house with coordinators, which I probably agree with. I, I like Joe Gillespie. I thought he came together at the end of last year, but his like little three man rush just generates negative pressure. It is the most like horrendous thing to watch, especially with the K state team. When they're playing half of their snaps with a freshman quarterback, you need to put him under some pressure. He can't generate pressure. Kendall Bryles, cannot dial up an offense like this man stinks i don't know how he's gotten this far i don't know how he's gotten so many jobs but i it's we talked about it last week and i've been saying it all season why can't we just dial it back just a little bit as in garrett riley don't go to clemson because obviously that's not working stay at tcu we still have a good offense Kendall Browse go back to Arkansas. They could still suck. Uh, they're like Danny knows. Hey, Ar- and then Danny Arkansas knows is looking suck. for it. He got fired. Yeah, take him back. Take him back. I'll <laughs> give you a return policy. Oh, we can pay off. Like, I'll even do one of those trades whenever you're like DFAing a guy in baseball or something, something of the sorts. We'll pay the contract. Just take him. Take him off our hands. I need some new blood in there. I need a guy that actually understands how to run an offense, how to just. We have players. That's the frustrating part. It's not like the, all these like transfer guys were complete and utter scrubs. You we have not be guys. Talking about Hoover as a player, he ain't no player. No, he's a player. He is a player. <laughs> but this this team is quit, and it's like this. It's really gonna suck. Like I don't think we make a bowl game because we have to beat Tech and we have to beat Baylor. I think we beat Baylor. God even knows Ooh. where Tech is at right Jeez. now. <laughs> it's what bad. Is- what a sad state of affair where you're like, I'm not sure if we can beat Baylor and Texas Tech. Good it's, Lord. How uh, the mighty have fallen from, oh, we just got to reload. We're going to reload. We'll be fine. No, 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 no. You guys, absolute bozos. Disaster of a program right now. bad. It is so bad. But Dykes, Dykes should not get fired. Like He gets no. at least like six, seven, eight years with taking you to the national championship to turn it around. In my book, I could care. Like, nope. You don't touch him, but anybody else can go. I'm I'm fine with it. It's bad. It's gonna suck. I was I'm glad I didn't like I was about to like punt all my Thanksgiving plans in order to go to this OU TCU game, thinking like TCU might have taken a few <laughs> losses, but it would be good. Thank God I did not do that. Thank God I just stuck with the script and doing a normal Thanksgiving just because that it's just it's gonna be bad. And I have to work that day. So I just Good thing is I won't have to watch that slaughter. <laughs> well, you know, I guess there's a, a silver lining to everything. Um, let's go ahead and dive right into the slate here with not this game. I wanted it. Aww, I wanted to do. I wanted no. to do five and two Troy. I had a little Boco graphic. It was going to be great. No, but we're not talking about Troy and Texas State, even though it's a good one. Five, both teams five and two. Really great one in the Sun Belt. Nobody. Nobody wants that one. No. Instead, you want the world's largest cocktail party between Florida and Georgia. The Gators, five and two overall, three and four against the spread. They're playing uh, Georgia, ranked number one, seven and oh, two and five against the spread. This one, as tradition, is in Jacksonville uh, at whatever the, whatever bank is uh, naming the Jaguar Stadium nowadays. It's the Gator Bowl. It's the Gator Bowl, anyways. Um, anyways, 
uh bulldogs favored by 14 and a half here you can find this one in the traditional 2 30 p.m central uh time slot on cbs uh blake as the leader in the clubhouse here you kick us off here who do you like in this one yeah uh ty mentioned it today that we go off uh recency bias a lot on this podcast it's probably the reason why we have such streaky weeks where we go 10 and 0 and then we could go 0 and 7 uh just like we've done this year i i'm sticking to the recency bias this georgia team looks bad like i know florida hasn't played anybody but this georgia team looks horrendous they've had close games vanderbilt auburn south carolina they can't seem to separate from these really marginal opponents no brock bowers Carson Beck's looking a little bit better. He's actually looking pretty good, but this defense just does not have the meat like it did the last two years in that front seven. They can't generate pressure. Graham Mertz is looking like probably the best transfer quarterback this year out of the out of the portal class of last year, which is like horrible to say considering it's bad. The, the transfer QBs have not worked out at like any location. Like Graham Mertz says, it has a chance to go over on Florida's win total, which. To say the least, what are you? Why? What are you? Well, maybe, maybe I didn't hear that. You said transfer QBs have not worked out at any this year. That last year's class, the new transfer quarterbacks have not done well. Like Brennan Armstrong got Phoenix. Awful. Uh, Don't even talk to me about Brennan Armstrong. He's an absolute bum, and we knew that from a long time ago. Horrible. He's Sam Hartman. Maybe is the only other one in contention, but he he hasn't won the big ones. I mean, Hartman's been like good, but not like he, he hasn't been what we thought he would be. He's been but very I underwhelming. A, I think that's like a <laughs> like a sliding scale sort of thing. But, yeah, uh, um, but but yeah. Grimbers has been playing well. He's been playing well. Uh, so fourteen is fourteen and a half is too many points in a rivalry game. I don't care if Georgia has way more talent. I don't care if Billy Napier kind of sucks as a head coach. They have the juice, and Florida like desperately needs to play well in order to keep that recruiting class together. But they're probably going to hit the season win uh, over on their win total, which is pretty good. So I'm going to take the Gators, complete overreaction to what they've been doing the last few weeks. Yeah, I think this is a tricky one. Uh, this one sat at 14 for a while, and that hook doesn't really help at all. I don't love it. But at the same time, I feel like I'm getting similar vibes to like this in the Kentucky game where I, I I know that Georgia isn't quite the same team and they've been sleepy kind of this whole year, but they can turn it on. And I feel like this is a game where they'll turn it on. This is a massive rivalry. Uh, Kirby Smart, as we know, loves getting up for these big games. I feel like he'll he'll probably do a pregame speech very similar to the, you know, the one he gave against TCU where he, he drops a billion expletives and it's yeah, you want to run through a wall. I I just see Georgia really turning this one on, you know, trying to, you know, put a put a boot on the Gators throat here. Um, and look, even if it is close, I could see Georgia pulling away at the end. I feel like they kind of did that last year um, in this game where it was kind of close and then Georgia just kind of hit the gas at the end. So I'm going to go with the dogs here by 14 and a half. Uh, don't love that hook. I wouldn't bet on this one just because of it. Just too many points. Very wary. But uh, if I had to pick a team, I'm going to pick the I'm going to pick Georgia. I'm picking Georgia. And um, I know Blake's talking about momentum here, but like, you know, Florida, I understand they got the win from South Carolina. It wasn't a, a convincing win. South Carolina's team is really fumble, falling apart in terms of their defense. So 
you know. But yeah, so did Georgia. Up- Georgia struggled against South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying, in terms of you're just playing like recency bias here, I'm just not super convinced that Florida is like in this good stretch. I think they're doing all right. I don't think it's just like, wow, look at Florida. You know, like and they did well versus Tennessee, but then they got bumped versus Kentucky. You know, so like I just think they're in the status quo right now. You know, I think I agree with Bobby. I think George is going to turn on a big game. We've seen it this year that in terms of the games, like where I feel like they've kind of just slept through it, like Bobby was saying. I agree. I think this is a game they show up for. Um, I think Vegas is daring us with this 14 and a half point. Uh, and I say, great. I would love to take that bait. Give me 14 and a half, Georgia. Yeah, look, Blake said it. it Blake said a couple things that I really just 100% agree with. The The first one to know is actually I need to think about how I'm going to order my takes. Screw it. The, the first one to know is at the start of the pod, Blake said he wanted it in reference to a week where he just loses every single game. He's gunning for it again with this Florida pick here. Florida, not good. Um, another Blake take that I completely agree with, actually, is that um, none of the transfer quarterbacks this year have worked out. He's finally admitted that DJU is, in fact, a bum. Uh, so that is that is good to hear uh, that he's he's turned around on that one. But I've got the dogs in this one, and, and I've got a bone to pick. I'm going to throw a dog a bone because I've got the dogs in this one. The world's largest cocktail party, but the stadium seats less than Iowa Stadium is just doesn't make sense to me, right? You don't get into me about advanced analytics, whatever else. I don't see how it can be the world's largest cocktail party if it's a cocktail party smaller than an Iowa home football game. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, so they ain't drinking you know. cocktails in Iowa. Yeah, no, you but know that. You know what? <laughs> I don't think yeah, you can. But- yeah. In Iowa, they just drink like I don't know that awful Hawkeye vodka and wave at children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but they're anyways. having like world's largest like binge drinking fest, just like yeah, depression, depressionville over in Iowa right now, just trying to drown your sorrows and losing to Minnesota. The Floyd of Rosedale oh. is not it's not staying at Iowa. One of the worst calls I've ever seen. <laughs> I. I don't know if that's that bad of a call because I I could see where they're going for, but man, that just wasn't a fair catch, you know? I, yeah, that, I that hate. What, I, don't, I don't know. That sucked. That sucked. That was a terrible, I would be cervical. You got to pick up the flag on that one. Sorry, mm-hmm. Ty, you go for it. Yeah, but no. In in conclusion, though, I I don't want to pick on this game too much. The world's largest cocktail party is easily a top three rivalry game in the SEC East. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, so you got so three on the dogs. Blake is a island boy with the Gators. So let's move on to our next game. And it's I feel like we keep seeing Duke a lot. And number Louisville, three. number four, Louisville. Well, that's a mistake. Uh, those those watching live, uh, Don Typo, uh, Louisville, not four. They can still make the playoff. Hey, they can still get up to four. They just got to win out and beat SSU in the. I think, well, I'm a, I think I missed poll level. <laughs> this is no, 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 no. This is a, this is a, a power ranking. It's analytics. But, you know, it's it's and we're counting the amount of teeth that the bird has. Um. Anyways, um. Yeah, the 16th ranked uh, Duke Blue Devils, five and two overall, four and three against the spread. They're heading to uh, the stadium formerly known as Papa John Stadium to take on the Louisville Cardinals, six and one. Three, three, and one against the spread. Louisville favored by four here. Uh, you can find this one 2 30 p.m. Central on ESP 
ESPN. Uh, Ty, who do you got here? Yeah, this is a classic ball, not nowhere sort of game. There's so much bias in just if you're a casual, I'm a casual, but if you're a casual and you just listen to in, in your football knowledge of teams that aren't your team is just the team I hear most about on ESPN or whatever has to be the better team. You're like, oh, this one's easy. Duke's the underdogs. They've had a rough schedule. It's their year. They're going to do great. Give me Duke in the points. Duke, like, their only two losses are against good teams. Their two losses are not against good teams. Their, their two losses are against bum teams. Give me Louisville, better football school. Got to go with the brand. They're number four in the nation. Give me Louisville, minus four. I think they get it against the Blue Devils here. Let it be known that Louisville just lost to Pitt 38 to 21 on Saturday uh, last week. It's a football uh, school. That's a football school. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Duke Pitt stadium looked... seats more than the Jaguar stadium does. Duke looked good in Tallahassee. And if it wasn't for a 21 to zero fourth oh quarter, Here we go. and Riley Leonard played not good coming off of his ankle injury. He should be getting better into this week, more healthy. You know, I just think like that defense and the way that they're set up and like their run game, I think can absolutely cover the four points here. Give me Duke. Yeah, I, I don't know about this one. Um, to me, like Riley Leonard, you know, obviously, you know, re getting hurt again against Florida State. If he's healthy, I like the the Blue Devils here. I just can't take a take a risk on that. Um, I think Louisville. Yeah, bad performance at Pitt, but I feel like that's kind of a trap game for a lot of teams. I feel like a lot of people, you know, run into it's not called Heinz Field anymore, but you know what I'm saying, uh, and get a you know pretty disappointing loss there. I think this is it's not quality. It's just that's not a quality loss. You can't lose the pit and call it quality, but I just think it's a tricky, <laughs> it's a tricky spot to be in. Um, so I, I think the Cardinal bounce back here. Uh Jeff Brom, you know, great coach. This team um has looked ahead of it or has looked ahead of itself uh at times and yeah i'm gonna go with the cardinal i'm putting you on an island boy i it's it's louisville <laughs> uh as Stephen a smith once said henry oh, bellin the fourth this backup qb he's a certified scrub he can't play because that, that is exactly no not compared it he stunk at the end of that FSU game. Like Riley Leonard, even half Riley Leonard is still way better than whoever they have as a backup. You could see it in uh, what, what Riley Leonard was doing on the sidelines. Like he was trying to play through that injury. He was trying to warm up as possible because he knows his team cannot win. They cannot win with their backup. Their backup stinks. And so Louisville, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a good team. Well coached, good defense, meh offense, but Duke looks like a bottom a bottom tier ACC team. Whenever they had that backup in, I I saw what I saw. They had that game in the grasp. If Riley Leonard doesn't go down, even though he didn't play his best game, he is the driving force. But it's going to be a big decision for Mike Elko. Like you got to win out now in order to make it. And this is the type of game you kind of need Riley Leonard for. You were hoping for a Boston College, Virginia Tech after this to get, allow him some rest. But Louisville's been playing pretty good this year. They've been playing really solid. Had the letdown last week. But yeah, I just think Louisville's too solid. I'm not taking a Riley Leonardless Duke. So give me the birds with teeth. There you go. Uh, Jameson on an island. All right, let's move on to our last non-conference uh, game of the week. It's the Oregon Ducks 
six and one, uh, three and four against the spread, heading to Utah to take on the Utes, who are six and one, four and three against the spread. Oregon favored by six and a half here. You can find this one, 2.30 p.m. Central on Fox. Uh, Blake, kick us off here. Who do you like in this one? Yep, this is a homer pick, makes it easy, one that I feel very comfortable with, Oregon in the points. I am so sick and tired of Utah. They beat up on two scrub teams and then are acting all high and mighty once again, coming into the Big 12, being like, y'all need to start listening to our opinions more. Y'all should be grateful that we're coming. We're going to be the best team, rule the Big 12. Look how we're doing this year. Yeah, like you beat up on some scrub teams, but K-State would whoop you right now. Like right here, right now, K-State would, would just destroy Utah. Utah. I need that Big Ten power to come in. Oregon, lash Utah, put them back where their place is. They're a good team. They're solid. They play good fundamentals. They're not an elite team. They never will be an elite team. That's why they can't win the big games. That's why they can't win the Rose Bowl. That's why they can't go into their own conference championship without three losses. Like, this is the games that Utah loses. They lose these games every year. Three losses is guaranteed for any good Utah team. So give me the Ducks. Oh yeah, this is a tricky one um, for me because I feel like I feel like you I feel like Utah at home is usually pretty all right and usually pretty good. Um, ugh, I don't love it. I don't love it because I feel like they. I because feel like they Blake aren't as good as we thought they were. Something very confidently about Oregon, and you're changing your no, mind. No, no, no. I can see it in your brain. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I have, I, I have rules. <laughs> I have. Stuff I usually go. You with. have you and have your model. I have I have my mental model <laughs> of like Pac-12 teams at home always favor them, but I just I can't get behind this Utah team. I I feel like they ran into a really good style matchup last week uh, against USC. They are way tougher than them, but I just I don't know. I I can't get behind this. I I think the Ducks squeeze this one out. I think it's really close. Um, I just don't, I, I don't know on the road. That's a pretty tough spot to be in. Uh, but I, I'm just kind of starting to fade Utah a little bit here. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Oregon minus six and a half, you know, especially now that this one shrunk down to six and a half, you can get it with a touchdown. I, I, I could, I, I see them just narrowly getting by on this one late. So Oregon minus six and a half. I'll make it easy. I I really like this Oregon team, the eye test. Um, I think they should have beat Washington. And then Utah, the eye test, I just haven't been really that stunned by them. Yeah, they beat USC. So what? USC has been stinking it up this season. Yeah, it's simple. Oregon. Yeah, Blake said something kind of funny that I did want to touch on. Um, I don't think it was on purpose, but just mentioning K-State. I was going to say, uh, yeah, K-State of all people is not necessarily that impressed by having a, a winning record against Lincoln Riley and Alex French. I thought that was kind of a funny reference for the uh, for the Big 12. K-State, like, what are you talking about? We've been, we've been doing the same thing to this guy uh, for a while. Um, yeah, this one I think is, is really simple. I mean, I, I heard this, right? Blake might attack me, but Blake is secretly a fan of this guy. And doing my homework for the pods, uh, one of the people I kind of listen to some of their their uh, pregame picks and, and stuff like that is, of course, Pate. And Pate touched on something that I really wanted to dig into and, and do a little bit more research. And that's the fact that if you take out defensive touchdowns, this Utah offense is not good. And you say, oh, they're really good against USC. 
again, everyone is really good offensively against an Alex Grinch defense. I just don't think, I think Utah is a very tough, very fundamental team. I love how Utah has built their team. I think it's very similar to how OU is building ours. We're just significantly better with higher level talent and higher level coaching. Not that theirs is bad, but it's just there's levels to this game. I don't think Oregon is going to come in here and have an easy time, but I think they get this by more than one touchdown easily just because Oregon can put points on the board even when they're facing tough teams. And even if Oregon maybe has a defense that is statistically looking a little bit better than they actually are because of their schedule, Utah just is unable to really exploit that against anyone they play. So I just, I really like Oregon if this one just comes down to to outscoring how they all come down to. Um, But I like the Ducks minus six and a half in this one easy. I would like the Ducks minus 10 in this one. I think that would be my threshold for, for being uncomfortable. And I think Lanning's defense too, like is good enough to really, you know, put a dent into Utah. I I, I feel like, I feel like that. Yeah. Oregon's physical. That's I think what makes the difference, you know, they can score, but they can also stop you. And I don't know that, that USC performance, I don't think you can really take a ton from it. Bryson, Bar- what was his name? Bryson Barnes, uh, their oh, backup. Dirty Bryson Barnes can't yeah, throw no. a ball five yards. <laughs> no, but it can glorified run running back. Glorified <laughs> running back in the backfield. Bryson Barnes running all over USC's defense. I, I do not miss that whatsoever. And I don't want to harp on this, make it a whole Lincoln Grinch thing. I don't care. The guy's on his way out, clearly. Uh, Jameson, you're about to have to deal yeah, with he's uh, sick. Lincoln here. He's to- yeah, totally sick. Totally, totally nothing to see here. Just missing practice mysteriously. No, um, I think he'd do really well in Chicago, man. I would. <laughs> Can you oh, imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to run that oh, offense in like a blizzard. <laughs> just like, why, why can't we move the ball? Because it's super windy and we can't see and our hands we're are really frozen. Co- like, <laughs> we're really Please, close. God. We're really close. Don't, don't send him to my chargers. <laughs> I love Please. it. This is why y'all won't pay enough. Y'all won't pay enough. That's the problem. Oh, but your 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 guys franchise will. Jerry, won't pay. Jerry might. Jerry might. Oh, I want him there. I want him there. At least it gives us something that we're good on one side of the ball consistently. We got Dan Quinn. I would take Lincoln Riley. In y'all a are good on defense. What do you mean? Yeah, or but yeah, uh, coach that's that why you need an thing. offense. Yeah. We have no we have no offense. We have no offense. <laughs> Dirty Mike McCarthy with his run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass. So let's change it up. Pass, run, pass. Like it's the most predictable game plan. It, it is it is stupid how simplified it is. <laughs> and yep, I want him gone. I want him gone. I want all my coaches gone right now. This is this is not a good place to be in where I'm just all filled with hate. The Rangers are doing well, which I have that, which kind of keeps keeps my spirits up, but it's I I don't really like many of my coaches anymore. That's that's fair. That's fair. All right, let's move into a uh, big 12 play. We've got the four and three West Virginia Mountaineers uh, overall and against the spread heading to the happiest place on earth, uh, Orlando <laughs> to take on, <laughs> take on the UCF night. You've just unlocked a part of Ty that is just going to take. A no, that's not. Point. No, I, I'm fine with that. That's a very Orlando. reasonable, very credible. <laughs> hey, Bobby, finish, the intro. finish the intro. UCF, uh, three, uh, three and four overall, and against the spread, a pretty solid three and four, I think. Uh, and they're favored by seven here at the bounce house. 
You can find this one 11 a.m. Central on FS1. This feels like a big a or a, a big East game, but not really a big East game. I don't know why. Uh, who who was last? I know we. I think it's we, a tie. Had, tie, tie. It's, it's a tie. tie. Yeah, we we had that whole NFL interlude there. Mm-hmm. Uh, tie, kick us off here. I'm sure you have some good things to say. Yeah. So one, I, Orlando, happiest place on earth. I I think I could maybe get behind that. I think there's a lot of evidence that might support that. That's again just further reason why UCF, where the majority of their graduates are going into like hospitality stuff. That should be their branding they lean into. The Bounce House, you know, why isn't anyone else's stadium called the Bounce House? I think perhaps maybe it has to do with academic standards to get into engineering because OU Stadium doesn't bounce when people move around. That would be disconcerting. Um, What was I going to say? All that being said, though, I have been high on both of these teams all year, right? I kind of I kind of doubted West Virginia at first. I didn't believe. I got burned, I think, one time. And then I've been on the West Virginia train. I've been burned on that, I think, a time or two. But I believe in West Virginia. But going back to the start of the season, I was high on UCF. I was high on Central Florida, the Golden Knights. Are they going to be wearing the space blue uniforms this game? Apparently not. I got that take wrong. But you know what? They don't know what color space is because they've never been there. But I like UCF in this one. This is just a, like, we've just got a bunch of leftover takes getting piled into some sort of jambalaya here. Give me UCF. Give me Central Florida in this one. I don't know why I'm going with them here. I think it's a bit much. I think West Virginia probably wins outright. But I've been high on Central Florida. Recency bias again. I don't think they're ever going to look as good this season as they did against OU. But just they have to break this spell. So I think they're finally going to get a Big 12 win here. Here's my thinking with this. Like, if you don't show me the line, because I feel like you, a lot of times whenever you're looking at these games, you first thing your eye goes to the the US, UCF minus seven. And I'm like, okay, I see that. I can see that. But if you took that away and you say, hey, Jameson, West Virginia versus UCF, what do you think is the line here? I'm like, I think this is going to be a pretty close game. I could see it going either way. So just with that thought process, I don't think minus seven is a good line here. I'm going to go with a closer game, and I'm going to take the points with West Virginia. Yeah, I look, I, I got the Mountaineers here mainly because I have my rule, you know, always fade the new guys that took a pretty big dent last week uh, with big games from UCF and Houston. Um, but but I feel like there'll be a bit of a letdown factor for UCF after narrowly almost getting OU on the road. Uh, West Virginia is trying to bounce back after a pretty tough loss to Oklahoma State. No, Ollie, Gor- Ollie Gordon isn't on the uh, isn't on UCF, so they don't they don't have to worry about that. Um, I don't know. I think this one's going to be a close. One seven seems like a lot for a team that hasn't won a Big Twelve game yet. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with the Mountaineers to cover the spread. This game just makes me mad. This game makes me mad because I have to consider UCF as a legitimate possibility to win a game because I thought my Oklahoma Sooners, Boomer Blake here, was going to just <laughs> roll over John Rice Plumley, And instead, I had to watch the bummiest read option just paper cut OU's defense to death. And John Rice Plumley didn't even have a great game, but yet they're still in it. They run the worst two-point conversion play I've ever seen in my lifetime, rivaling like the Pat McAfee like the like the trick play on fourth down it was that bad and UCF had a chance to tie and go into overtime and win that game what are we doing here what are we doing here oh you guys like 
we we're supposed to be running this conference, okay? Uh, that's what Boomer Blake would say. Uh, West Virginia might just be a pumpkin. Uh, looking back on it, I thought West Virginia was good because they beat Texas Tech and they beat TCU, but turns out we both suck. And so I don't know what to think of you because I still don't think much of OSU, but still couldn't beat them. And then Houston, I think, I I just don't even know what to think of Houston anymore. Houston was garbage at the beginning of the season. TCU cranked them. And then last week, they just decided to waltz on in and keep it close with Texas. What? This that team should have won that didn't. game other than that should've horrible spot they got. <laughs> yeah, Houston what? got destroyed on that spot. Hosed. Hosed. It makes no sense. These teams, the Big 12, if you take out OU in Texas, besides maybe K-State, does not make sense. Because the next one you're going to is Kansas. We don't know what Kansas is on a week-to-week basis. They're either putting up 70 or they're putting up 7. I have no idea what to think of this game. This These two teams stink. And this line seems like too much. So Vegas knows something. Give give me the Golden Knights. I got to back John Rice Plumley. Oh, this oh. this this one hurts. This one hurts. This Damn. is where recency bias JRP kills you. Here we go. Kills you <laughs> after after going against my Sooners, just going into our house and <laughs> putting up that performance. I I just can't believe it. I'm stunned. <laughs> I'm thinking UCF is better than they are. So give me the Golden Knights. Boomer Blake. I got to say, shout out to UCF and their fans last weekend. They were pretty cool. And they, they, showed no! out for- they showed out in force in Norman, and they were pretty neat. All of the ones I met were super chill. They were all excited to be there. So shout out to, shout out to UCF. Good oh, fan. they're the most, they're probably the most keyboard warrior like fan base of all time. Probably super nice in person, probably. but going behind the little anonymous aliases and just firing <laughs> off away about how UCF, <laughs> the best part about the uh, best part about it is, is all those tweets resurfacing this summer from the summer where UCF fans are like, <laughs> don't be surprised. Like, we've been playing at a P5 level for the last few years. Don't be surprised when we come in and shock the Big 12. Oh, and, and four. And they're the winless. They were considered the best of the new four, and they are the only ones still without a conference. Win. They might still be. I'm still standing by that. <laughs> I'm still standing by it because they might. You never know. Like you just said, is the Big 12 is still up for grabs. E- even OU is not locked in as a Big 12 yeah. contender at this point. It also I, might be kind of kind of a West Virginia home game. I, I feel like a bunch of random West Virginians live in Florida. I don't know why. It just seems what? like a place they would go. I don't know. I have read. I have read. I have read that the West Virginians have, you know, a lot of them live in Florida now. I don't know. I, <laughs> what, many, what are you many are saying? I, I, no, I heard this on a podcast. I told totally you. Okay, oh. no, no, no. Oh. It was on. It was on the latest um, episode of uh, Ryan Nanny's show. Uh, We're not all like this. So anyway, I mean, a you lot know, of people from everywhere are moving to Florida. And anything said on a podcast does not make it legit. Have you listened to any of our podcasts before? Yes, that's like, I said people, I, have, I said I heard. I didn't say this is. You said you read it. <laughs> you originally, you made it seem like it was legit. Whatever. All right. Imagine some mind. podcast out there being like, "Oh, I it heard it on a podcast. Ty Lee said it, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I heard he's a bum." <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next game. This one, I don't know. It, this is a weird one. It's the Iowa State Cyclones. No, four three overall and against the spread. Heading to Waco, Texas to take on the Baylor Bears. Three and four overall and against the spread. Cyclones favored on the road at two and a half. Please move that. Thank you. Uh, goodbye this game. 2.30 p.m. Central on ESPN+. Plus. 
slash the Big 12 Network thing, whatever they're calling it. Uh, Iowa State fans furious because they uh, don't have internet. Um, anyways, like a lot of them legitimately don't. <laughs> it is a problem. There are a lot of people who are rural who and can't catch this game. It's, it's really unfortunate. Um, anyway, Iowa State versus the Schooner Pod rivalry back on. <laughs> It never ends. Bring it on, Larry. Um, man, this is a weird one because Iowa State looked very dead in the water at one point. Kind of not anymore. Baylor's still dead, it feels like. Um, I don't know. I don't know. How are we, how are we feeling about this one? I don't know. Baylor, like, they took care of business last week versus Cincinnati, but I had to switch that one. I had to turn off the OU game for a second, uh, hard as a true diehard uh, Boomer Sooner fan to do that. But I, I switched it on to the Baylor game because they were coughing up that lead like no other. They had one of those just straight cover graphs that was like this, just completely off a cliff. <laughs> I... I can't trust Iowa State, but I can't trust Baylor. I, like, just can't. They just, it's not, they're still playing with some heart, but it's, like, at the beginning or ends of games, they just can't play a full four quarters, and it's going to it's gonna bite them. It's going to bite them eventually. They didn't play four quarters against Utah, bit them there. They didn't play four quarters versus UCF, won that game somehow, did it again with Cincinnati and barely scraped by. They're just, they're playing at razor-thin margins. Three, three seems very, very like in yeah. I would say it's just I would say yeah. Three seems like a, a slam dunk. So give me the Cyclones. Yeah, this is a weird one, and I feel like it's historically a weird one. Like I, 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 I just seem to have a, like several memories in the past of being completely set on one thing, and then the exact opposite happening in this series. Um, it's been really, really close. A lot of really close games. Looking at the Wikipedia here. Um, but ultimately history doesn't matter. Present does. And I think Iowa state, you know, they're not looking that bad. They went into Nippert completely clobbered Cincy. They're looking like they've turned the corner a little bit. Baylor, on the other hand, I, I don't, I don't see a lot of life from the bears. I don't see a lot of life from Aranda's team at all. Um, and even that look, but that line is so fishy. It feels like Vegas kind of knows something. I don't know. I, I don't know what they know, but I'm going to be a fool again and go with the Iowa State Cyclones. I I, I really and I got kind of got laughed at last time I last time we talked about Iowa State or something like that. I believe that they genuinely have a chance at the Big Twelve Championship. Like they have an outside shot at a Big Twelve Championship bid. Um, I don't think that's super <clears throat> insane at this point. There, there's a chance they no. are the third. They, they are the third no. best team in the Big 12 and could creep into this thing. Dude, I, dude, I do no not know how I, I... They have to play no. Kansas State if they even want the third yeah. spot. And, like, and you Texas. Have to, you have to play Texas, Texas too. That does not yeah. freaking matter. Like, no, I'm saying, know, I'm just... I'm Quinn just Ewers I, should be back by that game. I, that's right around his um, return time, too. Even if Malik just, Murphy didn't throw the ball, I think they would. Yeah, be I agree. Like, I, I, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby's trying to get back on this number three no, in the Big no. Twelve take, which is an absolute bum take. That's not a bum take. Look at other people's takes. Here's, on dude, can, this dude, is not Kansas, like an Kansas, Kansas State, State is, looks is, better. Is, 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 no, Kansas State looks really good. 
I'm not saying it's it's up for debate. I think it's OU and Texas. No, and it is like, not. Just because you're no, taking some Kansas bummy State. side does not mean it's up for debate. It is K State. Here's okay. So here's we're just the, going to yeah. absolutely go with K State, the the yes. team that lost at Oklahoma just, State. So no, yes. Oklahoma State's looked pretty yeah. decent so Good. far. Yeah, Oklahoma State right, bounced better. back. I agree. But you know who beat that Oklahoma State team? Iowa State. Yeah, when they so, were bummy. When so, they were their, when they didn't realize they had a running back that they no, could no, just give it they to They already play. had Bowman. They finally started run Gordon then. And they played they, yeah, they played them tight. But like I I don't think I don't think we should be discounting this Iowa State team. I think they've kind of bounced. We're back. not discounting no. them. I just think I the think number they, three take is just a little I, ridiculous. So here's Bobby. Is it I, really? I don't yes, disagree yes. with you. <laughs> it's just that their schedule doesn't help. Like K-State has the easier schedule. Like Iowa State has to play everyone who you could argue is better than them, I think, versus like like K State doesn't have to play both OU and Texas. So okay, how does their schedule like? I'm saying the stats can lie at at the end of the year, right? When we see who truly finishes third, I think the stats might lie. I I'm on your side in this. I just think that like it's going to be hard to back it up just because their schedule hurts them. I I think if they had K State schedule and K State had Iowa State schedule. I don't know. Because, like, K-State plays at Texas and Iowa, has Iowa State at home. And then, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out, but I don't think it's the worst. I, I don't think it's really as ridiculous as it seems. So we'll see how it shakes out. I could be wrong. I would but, say um, could win the Big 12 this year. I mean, hypothetically. I yeah. don't think they're eliminated yet, actually. No. No, they have they only have one Big 12 loss, uh, and it was Oklahoma. So I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but – uh, a lot of football left to play, and obviously, I would say it has to win this one to get there. But, um, Jameson, what do you think? I like this Iowa State football team. I don't want you to take it that I don't. Um, I obviously, in terms of Rocco Beck believers, I was there from the beginning, and then I was immediately th- ready to throw them in the trash. But it's just really just it's team scrappy. I really like their defense. They seem to control like you know the like the tempo of the game well. So I think versus teams like Baylor, I think that they can control it and kind of pummel them into the dirt. So I, I think they can win by like, give me like Iowa State by six here. Here's the thing, right? I'll just be upfront about it because these both these teams don't deserve much of a much of an explanation. I must be Lincoln Riley in 2024, the way I'm riding with the Bears. I love Baylor in this one. I don't know why. Right? I hate Iowa State. Granted, I think Iowa State's a good team. You guys just heard my spiel about how I think they legitimately could be the third best team in the Big 12. I just (laughs) don't. I'm not that down on Baylor, right? They've only lost to Texas Tech and then pretty good teams. They lost to Texas. They lost to Utah. Not that bad by seven points. And then they lost to Boko, who is, you know, the slept on giant. Further, I think Blake Shapin is maybe the best Power 5 quarterback in the state of Texas. Certainly better than Quinn Ewers. He would never have a Quinn Ewers-level performance against OU. I think it's an outside chance, but I think Baylor gets their stuff together. I'll go out on maybe the worst island this season. And No, the worst island this season was when I had BYU. (laughs) That was bad. But I knew what I was doing there. I knew what I was doing there. This is going to be the worst islands of the season that I think I can maybe win. Give me the Bears outright, but for the purposes of this, uh, plus two and a half. Okay. I like it. 
All right, let's move on to our next game. We've got the University of Houston Cougars, uh, three and four, four and three against the spread. Uh, rebounding a little bit, showing signs of life. Uh, two impressive weeks, I think, back to back for them overall. Uh, they're heading to Manhattan, though. Uh, the Little Apple. This is like their only game outside, of, one of their only games outside of the state of Texas, I believe. Um, they've not left Texas much at all. Uh, they're heading to Manhattan to take on the Kansas State Wildcats, who are uh, five and three overall and five and three against the spread. Wildcats looking very resurgent after a beatdown of TCU, uh, in case you forgot. Uh, you can find the uh, so this is Kansas State minus 17 and a half. You can find this one 11 a.m. Central on ESPN2. Ty, kick us off here. Hey, you like? hey, Ty, can I just interject real quickly and just give yeah. you some props? Because, um, you said that the worst island of this whole year so far is you picking BYU versus TCU. I disagree. Let's not forget Bobby picked Colorado to cover versus Oregon. Let it not be forgotten. Let it not be forgotten. That was that was a pretty bad island. I, hand okay. up. I can't. I, that was a pretty bad island. In, I, in I remember defense, Bobby though, doing like, something egregious. I had to go find it. It wasn't that egregious. Yeah. Like it, it was looks egregious. bad now. It looks bad now, and it, it it was it was it was a little dubious at the time. Horrible when it happened. Looks awful now. Like, but uh, sorry. in Bobby's was, defense, that was a let's ride the trend. Like, you know, it's going to hurt you at some point, but if you just stay on it, it'll it'll help you more than it hurts. It's like what twenty one points, something like that. Mm, it was yes, 21. yeah, and, and, yeah. And, I, I thought was, they'd be able the to score forty two to six. Yeah, I didn't think the game would be competitive, but I thought they could have a, at least a little bit to like keep it close and cover close yeah, like in, a little back within forward. 21 points <laughs> but, i was still uh, mad at oregon I, in that game they took their foot off the gas i had team total over 45 and they just <laughs> decided in the second half to like just not score the ball just did not score the ball they could have killed yeah. them by 90 it gosh um those are the ones that haunt you Sorry, sorry to make us go off track i just had to make sure ty you did not continue in dishonor because I don't think you deserve that title. Thank you. I chose BCU last week versus K State, which We've arguably might be the worst. It's 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 that funny because I think conversely, if we've established that the worst islands on the pod this season is Bobby picking Colorado, the best island on the pod was me picking Colorado against <laughs> <laughs> TCU. <laughs> so that's fair. That's yeah, just, that's Colorado for you. Um, but yeah, Houston. I, I think they play. Three of their away games also in Texas, and then they go uh, up to K State, and then they go out to Orlando. So yeah, um, it's kind of weird that uh, you know you'd think that the Houston fans, if there are any, would be used to commuting since it's a commuter school, but uh, I guess they get to play at home uh, in their rented stadium that they have there. I like K State. This line is very big for a Houston team that it's just impossible to read. But I think that if I change my perspective and I just consider this Houston team just another old Dana Holgerson West Virginia team, makes it a little bit more clear for me. I'm not confident about it because the line is so big, but give me K-State in this one over Houston. I think Houston gets a little hangover from the Texas game. I think they pulled out their bag of tricks. I think there's going to be a slump, and I think a fundamental team like K-State is just going to be better coach and is going to go out there and take care of business. That being said, I just, I really fear that this one is finishes with K-State up 14. Um, this is just a, I think this, this line I think is honestly crazy, but 
Give me K-State, minus 17 and a half. Hate this game. Legitimately, anything with Houston for the rest of the year, I don't want to pick. And too bad. We're on the weekend spread. It's just going to have to happen. But here we go. 17 and a half. I was prepared to pick Kansas State coming into this. But then I was reminded, Jameson, you have faded Donovan Smith this whole year, and you were a huge believer in him. You believed in him whenever nobody else did. And look at him this year. He's done great. I've been very happy with Donovan Smith. I think Kansas State controls this game the whole time, and they will be up three touchdowns. But I think a backdoor cover is in order for Houston to cover the spread. Hate this one. Worst feeling of all the picks. Screw it. Let's go, Houston. Yeah, the line is certainly uh, large uh, for Kansas State. A little bit disconcerting. But my thing is, Houston's previous two weeks were at home. I feel like that kind of gave them a little bit of energy. Um, we can debate whether or not, like, Tadeku Stadium is actually a good home environment or not. I think it has a little bit of juice to it. Um, at, at, at least it's not being on the road. What? You know, the 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 the, I mean, the, the tickets are going bar. for $1. They are going for $1. This is a P5 school <laughs> where the tickets you can get in for less than, I, like, many things in the American economy wait, now. Like, in, no in Houston's... In Houston's defense, when OU played UCLA in the Rose Bowl, UCLA had to give those tickets away for free. So at least people paying, uh, I mean, that was a power five big brand marquee matchup and they couldn't get people in. So. I just think it's it's probably just like a little too big, if anything. I, oh, I just don't think. They have just no fans. Like that's, we've, it's, the narrative has not changed. Houston does not have any fans. It's a commuter school. They don't really care about their team. They kind of care about basketball, I guess, but they just don't. Imagine, imagine going to a game where a beer is 16 times more expensive than your tickets. That is insane. That is fair, the most insane fair. thing I've ever heard. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. I just, I think my I have had an impression with Houston fans being at the OU Houston game in 16, and I thought they were pretty good. I thought they were pretty loud on occasion. Um, and I, I think at, at its worst, it's just not being on the road. Manhattan, different experience. This is this is going to be, I think, pretty tough for them. Um, they've had, what, one true road game? And it was at Texas Tech. Didn't look great there. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go. And even then their other one was rice, which is a crosstown rivalry. Nobody was there anyways. And they I, lost. I, I, and they lost. <laughs> I, I, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I just think in Manhattan, I, I, I could, it's a lot, it's a big line. I, I think Kansas state runs away with this. I think whatever K state has done has changed a lot. I, I know that I, I've heard they've done something that has kind of shifted gears uh, mm-hmm. from what they were doing earlier this season. Because they have I, a new quarterback, Bobby. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, whatever. It's because they have a stud quarterback that's like as fast as Tyreek Hill in the backfield. Yeah, there you go. And that's why they win by more than 17 and a half points. So K-State. Yeah, K-State's going to crush them. Thank you. There you go. Slam dunk pick. This is not even recency bias. How how is Avery Johnson not getting recruited more? That dude is so fast. I've never seen a faster quarterback in my life than last week. Granted, our defense wasn't doing much to stop him or hold him up. But how is this guy just falling to K-State? K-State's not the program to be getting four-star guys. They're three and below, okay? They're a three-star and below. Develop them. They should not be getting this talent. 
he's ridiculous. Like, I think the only problem that K-State really has, if they want to take the next step, pull Will Howard out. Will Howard doesn't do anything to you. Will Howard doesn't give you any X factor. Sure, he can move a little. Sure, he can pass a little. I don't care if Avery Johnson doesn't pass. Avery Johnson can run the ball like no other. Give me Avery Johnson. Give me, like, this guy's fantastic. It's, I... It makes me so sad that OUK State wasn't scheduled for one last year. I would have actually been legitimately excited for that game. It would have been a good clash of styles. It's uh, it's just such a shame. It's it's really a shame. Uh, instead, we got to watch the Boomer Bakery uh, <laughs> roll on. <laughs> but yeah, give me K State. K State's gonna roll them. It's not gonna be close. We could get it in the Big Twelve Championship, which honestly, I don't I don't love that. I, I mean, I don't love Texas either, but. K State. Oh, you playing out. Iowa State in the uh in the I said game. maybe. There's a difference between well, no, he three and two. Third. He said they're the third best, so they won't make it to the exactly. Ah. That's that's not how mm-hmm. that works, Blake. All right, let's move on to our next game. We've got Cincinnati Bearcats, bless their heart. Uh two and five overall, two and five against the spread, heading to Stillwater, uh, where they will find look, they've been on hard times. They're finding no reprieve uh in Stillwater face the Oklahoma State Cowboys on homecoming weekend. Uh, the Cowboys back to life behind um, an incredible rising star in Ollie Gordon, who, frankly, look, if Gundy ran this guy earlier, we might be talking about this guy in the Heisman race, Frank, honestly. The dude's incredible. Um, Pokes, five and two, four and three against the spread, and are favored by seven and a half. You can find this one, 7 p.m. Central on ESPN2. Blake, kick us off here. Who do you like? Easy. It's it's Oklahoma State. Ollie Gordon's going to run it down their throat. The Cincinnati team has no life, no heart. Emory Jones cannot play the game of football to save his life. It is just one of the like most eye-burning things watching Cincinnati try to move the ball on the offensive side. Uh, yeah, Ollie Gordon. The Oklahoma State finally found their formula. It's just going to be run, 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 run. You don't need the iron lung to be throwing it out there. No, no, no. Just give it to Ollie Gordon. Run it. Cincinnati doesn't have like a super fantastic uh, run defense. Like they've had a few mm. good performances, but they're no, I'm going to say no. Do you stop Baylor? Who's been sucky at the run and you stop BYU who can't move the ball and then Miami of Ohio. So they've just allowed like marginal. They're not elite. They're just not elite run defense. So they're just going to run it down their throat. The uh, Yeah. Easy as that. Give me OSU. Yeah, Cowboys big here, man. I I really don't understand the line here. And it's not even one of those where I feel like Vegas is trying to tell me something. Because I mean, look, I've seen the Cincinnati team. They are not good. They they just offense the offense is just barely functional. And Oklahoma State, I, I'm buying them for real. I think they're actually really, really good. Ollie Gordon's a revelation scares the crap out of me. Uh that Bedlam game's coming up pretty damn quick. And uh I don't know. Um, the dude's a star. And I think he's only a freshman, right? Something like that. He's like super young. Am I right on that? I, I he's, feel not like... a, he's not a true freshman. Right. Right? Yeah. I, I don't. I feel like I saw the. He was, he was class of 2022. Yeah, I'm pretty. So he's a sophomore. Good Lord. He's born in 2004. That is weird. Yeah. He's, okay. So he's a sophomore, but he's still like really crazy young. Yeah, so he he's in year two, uh, true sophomore, but I mean that that is that's pretty young. Ollie Gordon though, dude's a star. 
gonna destroy Cincinnati. Give me the pokes by a seven and a half. Yeah, easy. Fade Cincy. I'm not even gonna talk on this one. Fade Cincy. Simple as that. Go pokes. Yeah, here's here's a fun stat that you need to know. Only four percent of Oklahoma State's roster has thrown an interception this year. Give me the iron lung, Alan Bowman for the dub here. Possibly, possibly if Dylan Gabriel didn't get Heisman level, which he is, should be the front runner for the Heisman. Um, yeah. Look at that. I mean, I'm not joking with that. Look at the stats. No, right, doesn't crumble in big games like Michael Penix does. Uh, doesn't lose to UVA. Well, Drake May was never in the discussion. If you if you knew ball, but um, Wait, what is this argument? Say it again. Jane Daniels bump. Dylan Gabriel should be the front runner for the Heisman. Right? I thought you okay. I, I thought you were saying He's, Alan Bowman should. Okay. No. <laughs> oh, well, he should be in the discussion. He should be in the discussion. He's more okay. deserving than and, and then I heard Bobby say I agree. And I said, oh. Statistically, Put Alan Bowman and Drake May not too far off each other. Give me the Cowboys in this one. Uh, minus seven and a half. I think they're good at home. I think the Cincinnati pain continues. Sweep for the pokes. Moving on to our next game. It's the BYU Cougars five and two, uh, three and four against the spread. Uh, look, they got a pretty solid win. Finally got their big 12 like win against a uh, legacy team against the Texas Tech Red Raiders at home. But this one's in Austin where they actually won last time out uh, in 2014 under uh, Taysom Hill, taking on the seventh ranked Longhorns six and one. Uh, three and four against the spread, uh, but dealing with the loss of uh, star quarterback Quinn Ewers. Not pretty sure it's going to be Malik Murphy. Apparently, Arch Manning will, might have a shot be. at this. It's, it's gonna be oh. it's gonna be Malik Murphy. Let's just go yeah. ahead and say that. Uh, Horns favored by seventeen and a half. Find this one two thirty p.m. <laughs> Central on ABC. Ty, go ahead. You got it. Yeah, you know, and Michael Whitman has a has a good point. I'm a double horns up ready because I got the horns in this one. But anyone who's ever seen a longhorn, they don't really look like this. Like this is this is a better approximation of a longhorn. So Texas should should adopt the uh, sort of a, a parallel to the ground shaka um, as their symbol because it's it's a much better approximation. I mean, you see it in the logo. You know, that's this looks, this like, looks a like the this looks like the Texas logo. This looks like uh, I don't I don't know. Um, I like Texas in this one. I think the offense might take a step forward, right? I, I've gone so wild on these anti Quinn Ewers takes that I've convinced myself uh, that this new quarterback might actually cause their offense to take a step forward. I think that's not too crazy of a take because I think Quinn Ewers is a very system guy. Even if you think he's really good, uh, he's a very like NFL style system guy. New guy might make some fun stuff happen. Give me the horns. I don't care what the line is. Fade BYU. Okay, Jameson, before we get going uh, on your pick, we have a random amount of Ohio State fans in our chat, and I don't really know why. Shout out. Um, shout out to the Bucks. OHIO. Good to see you. We are not so, we are not picking your team this week. I apologize. Uh, we might. We are, might. Yeah, well, Bobby. there's always a wild card. There's always a wild card. Who are, who are they playing this week? Wisconsin. I guess we'll have to find out. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah that's it's a sneaky right. one. It's yeah. a sneaky at, one. At Camp Randall. Uh, yeah, Jadison, you got this, though. Yeah, um, I'm going the horns here. And I'm not a Quinn Ewers hater, but I think in terms of this offense and where they are and the drop-off to Malik Murphy, I think Malik Murphy is a very talented quarterback to where BYU on the road obviously hasn't been as good as they've been on the ho at home this year. 
I'm going to take Malik Murphy, Texas, to go up, get a couple scores, 14-0 at the end of the first quarter, and kind of coast and get themselves a W with a cover. Yeah, I'm going with the Longhorns here. Uh, BYU just is not the same when they're not at altitude. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're actually pretty garbage when they leave home. Uh, Texas, obviously a weird game last week. You know, they're up big on Houston, kind of let it slip. Yours gets hurt. Just funky, funky performance. It happens to everyone. Um, but I think the Horns win big, cover big. Um, a, year, a week to prepare without yours, I think they'll be fine. Uh, so Longhorns minus 17 and a half. Blake? It's a sweep. The Longhorns. <laughs> I, I, I'm really, I'm Put really up, sad. Blake. Put them up. The I'm I'm really sad. I'm really sad because I thought Malik Murphy was gonna be one of the first quarterbacks drafted without having started a game because this man is a freak. As he is the player comp, my draft analysis player comp AR fifteen. It oh is AR fifteen. I knew it was coming out. <laughs> oh no, physical freak. Ty, do you want to? Ty, 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 wait, I'll give you a free mulligan after hearing that one. The actual AR-15 player comp, the guy who was indistinguishable from him at Florida, is still playing. He's one of the worst to ever do it in the Big 12. Yeah, but let's talk about what AR-15 is doing right now in the in the NFL. He, he was lighting up times. the NFL. Okay. He, he played hurt. like he played like a game and a quarter. Like total. It looked great. <laughs> it looked great. Leading a lifeless Colts <laughs> offense. Gardner Minshew did better this last week than, lost. than AR lost. ever did. <laughs> he lost. <laughs> Gardner Minshew with his little six-yard throws. Like the Colts offense just isn't well adapted for the fact that you got a guy with a cannon of an arm. Uh, you need to be going 40, 50 yards downfield to catch those balls. Not some little six-yard dump to Michael Pittman, make him do yards after the catch moves in order to get anything substantial. Gardner Minshew ain't the future there. AR-15, that man. <laughs> Ooh, baby, that man. What a prototype of a quarterback. If I was going to build one in the lab, AR-15 is that guy. But I, uh, that is a very valuable guy, and I like the great value version. Okay. So give me Malik Murphy, this okay. man, I, I like this that. man. That kind of convinced me. Yeah, this yeah. man rocks. Like he's gonna, he's gonna be great. I just, I wanted him to not play so we could get drafted and we could have another AR fifteen scenario. Hasn't seen much tape. Malik Murphy's just a freak, and I just wanted him to get drafted on that alone. I didn't want to see anything on the field. He burned. He burned the Texas defense in that spring game. He looked really good out there. So yeah, give me. I, uh, I, I don't want to see Arch Manning anywhere near the field. Give me some Malik Murphy action. Don't worry, it won't happen. All right. It's a sweep for the horns. Moving on to the game of the week. The biggest game. Everyone's tuning into this one, I'm sure. You actually should. It's a pretty good one. See, uh, number six overall, Oklahoma Sooners, ranked 7-0, and uh, 6-1 and one against the spread, uh, generally. We're, we've moved to we've moved to the cover system. So it's it's against the spread at the time of the game. Uh, they're playing the Kansas Jayhawks on the road in Lawrence. Uh, who are five and two overall, three and four against the spread, uh, probably without Jalen Daniels. Uh, the more and more we're hearing about things, it looks like uh, the Bean Man's going to start. Sooners mm. favored by ten here, as uh, you know, on the road. You can find this one eleven a.m. Central, big noon kickoff on Fox. Uh, Boomer Blake, let's hear what you have to say about this one. 
Yes, I got to keep it real with y'all. I'm very, very concerned after last week. Uh, Last week was not inspired no hope. I know Bobby's going to be a little net success rate on a down-for-down basis. OU is doing just fine, but too bad not all downs are the same. Some mean a little bit more. That's why BYU is able to win games. They're one of the worst in net success rate, but they still find ways to win games. That's how they beat Arkansas. That's how they beat Cincinnati. They stink on a down for down basis, yeah, but they still some win quality games. Quality wins, Blake. Yeah, Blake, <laughs> you were right. They, they, you, you were right the first time. You didn't need to correct it. You didn't. You didn't need to correct it. BYU not good at net sex rate either. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I I gotta be honest. I think I gotta go with Kansas. If I if I watched my Sooners last week get ripped apart by a read option that could be foiled if you had two brain cells at a def- in the defensive coordinator position, it was so bad. It was so sloppy, and they were still making moves. This Kansas offense still seems to do it. And once again on this podcast, I'm showing myself as a true bean lever because I am one of the only ones that on a consistent basis believes in the bean. I know Jameson's over there shivering, shaking because I know he really wants to choose the sooner squad. He really does. He's itching for it, but he in the eyes of the bean levers has to show that he is a true disciple. I don't think he's going to do it. So give me the Kansas Jayhawks. I think that's fair. I think this is going to be a game spread wise. That's going to go down to the wire, but I just feel like, OU, after a really disappointing week last week, I, I think they're going to come out firing. I believe Brent Venables after his press con or in his press conference said, uh, he has, he has some guys to yell at on Monday and he loves yelling at guys on Monday. Um, uh, so I, I feel like he, he, I, I feel like they really hammered in, uh, the importance of you know focusing in on you know just on 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 the season and not focusing on the Big Twelve championship and the little number by your name and all of that hullabaloo that you see throughout a season and you know nil deals with t-shirts if you smoking cigars and wearing tr- uh, you know trophy hats like I get that you know that it, the Texas was exciting all of that was exciting. But last week was not was not acceptable. It was not focused. It was not very good. And I think OU comes out firing, gets a pretty solid win here. I could see this thing being close, being a little scary, uh, because I think Kansas and Lance Leipold, very good program. And he's a very good coach uh, Like in terms of coaching guys up for big games. He schemes really well uh, for big games. But ultimately, I, I think OU just probably has a little too much a little too much on the defensive end if it is Bean. Um, I, I, I think Daniels, if, if he plays totally different story, but we've seen this Kansas team play against pretty solid teams with Bean, and it just doesn't, it doesn't meld the way it should. Um, not to the same degree. They're not bad, but they're not, they're not capable of beating a team like Oklahoma or Texas or, you know, even like case, like case states and Oklahoma state of the world. They just don't have the same zip. Uh, and they kind of need that because the defense, even though it has improved a little bit, just isn't good. So I think Oklahoma, more complete team. I think they uh, pull away at the end and uh, get the cover. Boomer soon. Was it was the last Kansas game at like OU at Kansas, the Caleb Williams? It was like yeah. almost like averted disaster game. Yeah, that was not a good Kansas team either. 
But it wasn't a good OU team either. We, we they they got shot. That was out also Jason being as the quarterback there. Yeah, I don't know. But it wasn't. Mm. It wasn't exactly Bean like we had an issue stopping the Bean. And it was also and Jason very Bean had offense. a good game. I'm pretty sure Jason Bean had like three or four touchdowns a game. Please sure. look it up because I, I, I remember I've Jason being kind of cooked a little bit. I, I know that last year Kansas came into this one five and one, and OU beat them by ten, and that was a bad OU team. So. Here's I will say I've known I've known many Sooners go into Lawrence, Kansas and put up one of their worst performances. So different sport. <laughs> nope. It could it doesn't even have to be a sport, just worst performances. Here's my oh, thought okay, process. I see. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> what 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 I would call that trying putting it all out on the line, Blake. You know, so some would say that's true. Some would say. I put I put I put it all on the line last game of the regular season, you know, last game of my, you know, complete OU road trip had to, had to, had to go all out. Unfortunately, After? that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I was uh, bested. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to go the extra mile. So, uh, you know, I, I've watched the tape uh, going back to Lawrence this week and uh, hoping to correct some things. So. Good answer. I, Good answer. I think this pick is so easy and let me tell you something i felt so much better after bum boomer blake is completely abandoned OU. that's all we needed it was all we needed blake was just like oh i'm gonna do this oh i'm an ou fan just to try to get in our heads oh thank you blake continue that but you don't have to anymore and it feels so good i don't want your toxicity and your tcu horrible like you're flipping and flopping your snip, snap, snip, snap all over the place on what you feel about certain <laughs> teams. That is just too volatile. Let me tell you something. Oklahoma's offense was the reason we did not do well versus UCF. Simple as that. Our offense kind of looked a little anemic at times. Kansas the defense, too, allowing more than 14 points to UCF is horrible. It's a horrible performance. I disagree because UCF has a, actually a good offense. They have one of the best rushing games in, in college football coming into the game. And I feel like we did a decent job aside from a couple big plays and just like the every down running game. I felt like oh, we did no, a good job. Not down to down basis. He's right. He's right. No. Though. I, like even with, the big, play, even with the big plays, I feel like we did a good job stopping the running game. I agree. It was it was a lot of that's why it's so bad. That's why it's so bad. No, that's why it was y'all were y'all just allowed the most mind boggling dumb plays to like go explosive and allow UCF to be in that game. It made no sense. It made no sense. It was good. Good, Blake. Really, no. Give me give me Oklahoma by three touchdowns here. This is no, not a true believer. And I'm not. And I'm not. I'm sorry. It's not about being. it's not about Bean. It's really more about um, you at this point because oh. yeah, I, I was still going to pick OU to cover. But I, now, now you picking Kansas and moving away from OU is all that I needed. Man, I might need I to go find some so old tweets. Confident. Then. I feel might need so, to go find so some confident. old tweets and tell my man Jason Bean what you're really up to these days. Good, good, do it. Cheating on him and, all over the place, sleeping around. That's town, fine. Going to... That's fine. I am sleeping around town. Let me tell you something. This OU offense is going to put up 35 in the first half, and it's going to get ugly. Give me Oklahoma. Halloween is, of course, on next Tuesday. And when I think of football and Halloween, you guys, you guys already know. You guys already know where this is going. When I think of Halloween and I think of football, I think 
OU going into Kansas, going into someone else's house. And what is some great advice for when you're going into someone else's house? Let me read verbatim. Don't go to the backyard. A 11, 12-year-old child should know better than to enter someone's yard without permission and and old enough to also follow the rules. The rules were when you get the gate turned around, come back out for candy, every other parent and child did so. Exclamation point. I'm, of course, referencing Gia the monkey who stood her ground. I believe I, we don't know how the lawsuit <laughs> ended up. Uh, Gia the monkey and full assassin, uh, the monkey haunted house biting a child incident. Uh, this would have been a better bit, I guess, for Texas since someone was coming into Texas. <laughs> well, it's also a, well, it's also a Halloween bit, but I didn't think of it. Um, Texas, but yes, uh, we every Halloween we must shout out a uh, pole assassin and Gia the monkey. Um, for standing up against Long uh, she rain. I mean, they bit a kid trick or treating in Texas, so the kid was probably from California, but um, <laughs> or West Virginia. But, I heard they're. I had to there. work that take in. No, it. that's only in Florida. They moved well, to Florida. The West Virginians. Are, the West Virginians are in Florida, Jameson. <laughs> they're Anyways, all over the place. They're, they're, they they are they are the their biggest export is just people people <laughs> going to everybody's made it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I will say, yeah, I have the Sooners in this one. We've been great against the spread. I think uh, we, we're we going to regain some stuff. Hopefully, right, we figure out this thing with with our running backs. Tawi Walker, of course, coming back. Um, and then hopefully we just learn that anyone but Marcus Major is a good option. Um, but I think our, our kicking, I think this maybe actually helps us cover because you think of minus 10, you think of a touchdown and a field goal. I don't think there's very many situations where we're going for a field goal at this point with our, our kicking team. We're top 10 in the nation on uh, on third down conversions. Um, See, now that's, that I realize that, that, that matters. Now that's that I realize that, this, that yeah. matters. I was, not this I, down to down stuff. If you're not yeah, doing I, anything on third downs, they I meant to look I up. I, I meant to look up fourth down. Crushes them. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I meant to look up fourth down conversions because that's what what my take was actually getting to, but uh, I, I was going to say something along along the lines of maybe because we're so bad at kicking when we're in kicking range and it's fourth down, we just decide to go for it. And that might result in some other touchdowns. So I think, I think we have a good chance uh, just really sort of reading into the tea leaves and, and mental gymnastics, but give me the Sooners minus 10 going into Kansas, clinching a win. Easy. Is, Mar- is Marcus Majors y'all's like Najee Harris type running back? Kind of, honestly, big, slow, but sense. can't actually like pile drive. Just that ac- actually kind of makes sense. That's yeah. a pretty good. I, pretty I good love me a good Najee Harris when they try to yeah, bounce what, him out to the outside. Negative speed. He doesn't know how to stay on his feet. Is the problem? Oh, yep, yep. He is Najee Harris. Yeah. <laughs> like he's all bit, bulk, yeah. but can't like run over anybody. So he's just slow. The- the thing is, like Marcus Major is almost impossible to tackle for negative yardage, but it's almost impossible for him to get positive yardage. So oh, he just yeah, has, that's, that's he's nashi. just collecting zero yard runs. That's absolutely <laughs> Nashi. That, that is that is one thousand percent Nashi Harris. <laughs> oh my god, we got him! All right, yeah, Blake's starting Nashi Harris and Antonio Gibson in fantasy football this week. Can I, can we get an RIP in the chat for him? <laughs> 
<laughs> like I, I'm still, I'm still uh, open to make some deals. Give you a little bit more. Depth. I need to uh, start get... evaluating. Uh, the Tyreek deal was actually legit, but it, I didn't hurt. realize how much interest every every team flooded my messaging when I was like trying to watch the Rangers game. Like, hey man, looking to make a deal. I would love to make a deal, and I'm like, damn it, I'm trying to watch the game. Like, <laughs> it out at that point in time. Give me one second. I yeah, every everybody everybody wanted him, but yeah. I love me a good Najee Harris type. I love a guy that just can't is all power, but can't generate yards. So love it. All right, let's move on to Sounds our favorite like pick. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying TCU having a quarter quarterback named after a vacuum, you know, actually sucking. That kind of makes sense, but let's, <laughs> I don't let's move on. He was the, the sad part is he wasn't the worst player on the field that like that game, which is just, which is indicative of the fact when we only scored three points that our quarterback wasn't necessarily the one to blame. It's bad. I, I have my little ring here. I have my little, I just stare at this thing. I like, remember last year, these are the good times, man. Just like rubbing this, be like, Remember that Fiesta Bowl game, which we have to talk about Michigan cheating all over the board. They went to like of the top eight teams at the time. They went to seven of the eight top teams to go scout them. And the one they did not go to was TCU, which absolutely gives legitimacy to like how much this cheating scandal actually affected their team because we were somehow able to pummel them. I know the, the final score was close, but oh, it was a pummeling like for a TCU standard. It was bad, and yes, it's. I it guess it was a beatdown. It was, like, yeah. It I, there's at, sounds like, no like, point. like the, there's like the net no success point. rate. Okay, but also I gotta say, Ty, this this gives more credence to your theory that Blake is now like fully become OU, like an OU fan with his TCU mm -hmm. fandom, because now now he's just thinking about the past, thinking about glory that that happened yeah. in years before pining to return but just not quite there he's, yet he's asking to fire their oc yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's talking about net success go. rate I've heard that one before I, i'm telling you i don't know i don't know anyway, i was just when i was watching that ou game last week i was just muttering be like bobby screwed us over he's always being like it feels like 2000 it is 2000 i'm like we're barely getting past ou this or, or ucf this week that if I was going to be so, I was going to come in so mad. The one OU win that I actually need y'all to win versus UCF to shut up those bums. If y'all would have <laughs> lost, I would have been furious because y'all are leaving the conference in a year. Y'all don't have to hear about it. I have to hear about it for the rest of my life that they beat OU <laughs> at home and they're going to use that. You know, UCF loves to put like pull one data point from like seven years ago to justify their legitimacy and their success. So it, yeah, it would have been my, it would have been my. My worst nightmare it was the first time I'm really besides her OU Texas this year. I was full boomer, but like I was really cheering for OU. I was like, just beat them, please, please. <laughs> like we can't, I can't deal with this right now. I can't. I got Utah fans in my mentions. I got every, I got tech and Baylor fans. That's the funniest part about it is they're still piling on. And I'm like, you suck too. SMU as well. I'm like, we beat y'all. We, you know, we are, the worst version of ourselves and still beat y'all handedly. Like that should show everything about your program that it says about ours. And yeah, it, I I'm dealing with too much on Twitter. It's sad that the only thing I have to look forward to is TCU basketball and Jim Dixon coming down the line. Right. <laughs> to just ruin my year again. I, I like, 
all the TCU fans are like, at least basketball season oh. starts next week. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? Because I, I still trying to awaken that fan base to realize we could do a lot better at that head coach. It's just, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long, long, long year. It's going to be a long year. Blake, give me the baseball t- season, man. Give me the baseball season, Blake, please. You, you, you need a TCU podcast, man. Like genuinely, I, I think you, you just are like bottling up all these takes that you just need to get out on like a, like a, like a little bit of the weekend spread. And now that you have a bye week, you can't, you, you have no outlet. You just have to go. Uh, and I just, I can't deal with the message boards, people. They're all just, they, they, they glaze each other. It's like an inner circle, which I've never been able to puncture. They just, they all have the same. It's the hive mind and they just can't see, they, they can't put the rational takes out there. You know, it's like, don't go for Dykes here. Let's go for Bryles. Let's go for the same people that supported Bryles in the first place. Like I was one of the only TCU fans was like, this is a bad hire, like in a lot of ways. And, but no, everybody's like that believe in Sonny Dykes. He knows Bryles, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I probably need one. It would be like a Josh Pate style for a, uh, very small fan base, which definitely has the marks of success. Like definitely a lot of viewers right there, uh, all 10 TCU fans. And I have, have like counterpoints to basically all of them but yes i would love i i have too many tcu takes to count yeah. there's just nobody nobody believes uh, nobody believes in my vision for the school so yeah we got we got to spit it off but uh for now we got to move on to our favorite pick of the week the brakes working All right, Ty, um, you kick us off here. Who do you like in uh, who do you like as your wild card? Blake Blake gave me a perfect segue into what I'm about to drop on y'all when he was talking about crazy fans and message board conspiracies. Ladies and gentlemen, there is something so stupid that you can do when picking games, so unbelievably stupid. Dumber than trying to hit the Boko again. Something so stupid that it's it's almost never occurred on this podcast. In fact, I cannot think of the last time that someone on this podcast willingly did what I'm about to do. I'm a cornered animal in last place. I've got to do it. I've got to do it. And of course, that extremely stupid thing is picking Texas A&M. <laughs> Oh, Texas A fourteen and a half point, but they play South Carolina against South Crackalackin, Carolina. I, I for one, right? I love this one. I let me defend it. I understand it's wild. It's got a hook in there, and it's Texas A and M. And in fact, another perfect segue: coaches that probably should be fired. I think Jimbo is is hitting his his Mike Gundy arch where he's becoming that dog who has something in its mouth and it won't show you. And that thing is, of course, his contract. (laughs) Which Jimbo should be gone. But here's the thing. South Carolina, maybe not that bad. Actually, I wish I would have looked at this before I made this take. South Carolina lost to North North Carolina. North Carolina is pretty good. Drake may rip them apart. <laughs> That's all you got to say. They they lost to Georgia. Georgia's pretty good. They lost to Tennessee. 
bad. So this is not bad. They no, they're bad. They're not bad. bad. Are, they, are the Vols bad, really? After I mean, the second half that versus that Bama, bad. they But they also had the bad. first half. If like, you're yeah, South collapsed. Carolina, losing to Tennessee is not bad. Like, you were supposed to lose that, right? You're supposed to lose to a lot of teams, but that's what South Carolina fans just don't seem to get. They're supposed to lose to a lot of teams. They're not supposed to be good, but... Here's... Yes. Here's the thing, though. Texas A&M lost to Bama, lost to Miami, kind of inexcusable, and then they lost to Tennessee. The Bama and Tennessee losses weren't that bad, so... Because of quality losses, give me Texas A&M minus 14 and a half. I, look, I think they got 21 points in them against South Carolina. This is extra. Do not try this at home. Do never pick Texas A&M and Jimbo. I'm going to do it though. This is a, you know, professional environment. We're in a lab here. Uh, we have safety guardrails up. Give me the Aggies. Hey, uh, Last week, I made a joke about uh, my wild card first, and I said it's, I'm just going to have to go to the desert because I feel, feel like that's where a good pick is. What do you think, Blake? What do you think about this 7.5 UNLV Fresno State? I'm chomping at the bit. I'm thinking about it. I, I've i been saying things have been – we're building something in the desert, and I might have to say it might be built. Like This team is a wagon. It is a wagon. Bowl eligible, Bobby. Bowl eligible first time since 2011. And we Pretty haven't good. even hit the eighth game, or this is the eighth game of the season. We're not sneaking in the back door this year. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Blake. It is. Yes. I forgot. I actually had a quest for Jameson. <laughs> I don't know why I said Blake. I didn't have anything for Blake. <laughs> I love Jameson. I'm speaking. Do All right, so. Jameson. James do what your heart tells you to do. Take I know. Fleck minus seven. So no, that, that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> so I told you that I am a spite better, and it's actually done me pretty decent this season. Um, except for Wyoming. Wyoming sucks. Screw you, Wyoming. Um, but also another thing that I do is I take a bet and then I realize how lucky I was that I won it. And I completely shift it right back around. And that's what I'm doing with Wisconsin. Shout out to the Ohio State fans in the chat. I'm picking Ohio State minus 14 and a half, half versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin did not look good versus Illinois. I didn't think Illinois looked good either. <laughs> I did not like this Wisconsin team without Tanner Mordecai with a broken hand. They got lucky. They just tripped into that last second win. And I got so lucky with that minus two and a half cover. 14 and a half. I understand Wisconsin's at home. It's a night game. Get it. I'm not buying a single lick of that Wisconsin offense. And even though Ohio State's offense can sometimes be a little nasty, I think that 14 and a half is a ridiculous line for Ohio State, Wisconsin. So give me that one, minus 14 and a half. Give us those hooks, Ty. Jameson, you're about to be so mad, man. Don't you do no, it. No, stop. On. Do it to him. Come do it to him. No, do it to him. You stop. are just lecturing Ty about a backup plan. They can meet his Buckeye dish. Oh my God! You better I'm not gonna do Wisconsin. it. Okay, I'm not gonna it. do it because unlike unlike Ty, I'm not a scumbag who 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 does not have who does not have a not plan. a scumbag. He he audibled into my pick. That's a good point. Get out of here. No, that is not a good point because I picked it first. Do not try to change the narrative here. 
I before you picked it, I said, "Don't do this, Jameson." I have the hard. Oh, drive. you're exactly right. <laughs> oh man, how dare I? <laughs> this is a gross week of wild cards. Honestly, I Bobby, I'm Colorado. looking at the slate. I don't love a lot. I don't really love like anything. Uh, Colorado plus seventeen. Yuck. <laughs> yuck. 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 Oh, I don't like that. What are you talking about, Ty? That's disgusting. It's UCLA. Uh, UCLA doesn't put points on anyone. It, I, that I is true. At, I've looked at Air Man. Force versus Colorado State, but I actually think Colorado State's kind of respectable. Oh, man, this is bad. That's bad, folks. He, did, he um, didn't have a backup plan. He, he, didn't have a backup. <laughs> he did not have that parachute. He jumped out. Funny. Not only did I not have a backup plan, I didn't have a plan. I, I just pulled up DraftKings and have been scroll, scrolling because I've been so busy with the damn, like... Damn watch party, busy, man. Bobby, been, do not so hit me with busy, Bobby. I've been I working you're busy 80 too. plus hours busy Bobby. Of work weeks. Busy Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, take Ole Miss minus 25. No. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> take the Fleck coin. Fleck coin. Yo, dude, I, hey, I, hey, I hey, thought hey, about the Fleck coin. I'm minus not seven against coin. Michigan State. Here, okay, here's what I'm rolling with. Here's what I'm rolling with. <laughs> I kind of think Clemson is dead. I'm gonna go with NC NC State plus plus ten at home. No, 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 no. There's no no. way this goes poorly. It's a lot of points. I think Clemson still probably wins this game, but I just (laughs) Clemson win. Clemson is just ugly, man. I I don't know. I I I I'm done. This is a spite bet on Clemson. I am I'm I'm done. Okay, I do like spite bets. I'm done with this game. Okay. Um. I'll get that's, on board. That's where I'm landing. I feel like I, this is where Dabo rallies the troops and like puts like 40 on them, and you're just like, dang it. And it's not like be. not good. It they're might gonna be. Slip I, their, they're going to slip their way somehow into the ACC championship. I don't know how, but I just have a feeling they will. Man, I just, I don't, I don't have any good feeling on these games. I thought about going Charlotte plus three and a half at home with Biff Pogey, but they haven't really looked great. I don't know if I want to like hook my wagon to that. I just, it's not good. So, whatever. Let's go with uh, NC State plus 10. And their defense is enough to make things mucky. You know what I mean? Like, NC State, like, (laughs) offense-wise, obviously a disaster. But Marshall put almost, or they might have put a 40-burger on (laughs) on NC State. Yes. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. I'm I'm, going to... I'm just sticking with it, and we'll it's see okay. what happens. I suppose I don't love it. Oh yeah, Mar- Jesus! What happened there? Like most of these <laughs> NC State games. No, no. <laughs> Seriously, I, we're talking way too much about NC State here. But like most of their games, you know, like pretty standard scores. You know, like oh, you know, twenty-four fourteen against UConn, and then you know, oh no, well Notre Dame put a forty-five on you, but um. Okay, yeah, man, this is a bad pick. Oh, God. Whatever. NC State plus 10. Oh, we're, we're gosh. Gonna, we're, we're, oh, gosh, Bobby. I feel like I'm, it's like the end of Toy Story 3 when they're all, like, slowly going towards the incinerator. That's that's how I feel pick, taking this pick. It's not good. Blake, who do you like? Yeah, I didn't really have a plan going into this, but it's clear now. Give me the piggy bank. Let me put some coins in it. The flat coin. Oh, yeah, minus good. seven. <laughs> yes, it, it's good. The most, 
It's the most obvious one. You cannot win games when you're putting the H-Man on on your scoreboard, okay? Like, you have already taken the most L's this year. You might be, although you've won games, you might be the worst Power 5 team. And you, th- you throw the H-Man up on the scoreboard. It's yeah, I I could not believe my eyes. That team, that team was just that looks that looks photoshopped, man. That was it, unreal. It did like it, it did. I had to, like, it was so just yeah. I didn't yeah. believe it until they put the, put out the statement, being like, "Hey, we're sorry about doing that." I'm like, "Why would you do that in the first place?" He said, "He said it was a YouTube video that they just started streaming up there." I'm like, "Did you not like?" I don't what? know. Watch the video before you did it. Like, what happens if you got <laughs> you got legitimately pranked? Like, it's Jesus so Christ. bad. It's so bad that the state of Michigan right now is just burning on fire. So I'm going to turn that into some nice flat coins this weekend. Add another win to the win column. I don't care. I don't care the line. I don't care how bad Minnesota has played. This Michigan State team, they just can't get out of their own way on and off the field. It's so bad. It seems so obvious is my thing. It just feels so like this feels like the perfect place for Fleck to just completely botch it. Now, never forget, they they lost to Northwestern. Northwestern. They lost me (laughs) like an $8 into $650 parlay. I will Awful. never forgive them for what they now, did. No, it's it, it's it is the move here. It is the move. Like you just gotta when those teams quit, that team has quit. You gotta fade them, and that's I don't care who's on the other side of the ball. I don't care if it's little sisters of the poor. I don't care if it's Michigan State. It yeah yeah, give yep. It's yeah. you can't you can't do that on the scoreboard. You just can't. Like it's just it's the one thing you can't put on a scoreboard. Like it that's the thing. It's not like there's all these rules about things you can and can't because I've been to a fair amount of Oklahoma City Barons games in my lifetime. You could put anything on a jumbotron. That is the one thing you can't put on the jumbotron. So I think there's a lot me... of things you can't put on a jumbotron, but that's no. definitely one of them. Bobby, you've been to those Barons games. You've seen you've seen the world on that jumbotron. Mm, like, <laughs> it is. <laughs> they, they don't do it. The loves kiss cam at the Oklahoma City Barons oh, games because oh. love is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, it is. is. All right, all right. And there's not, not enough fans, so they just keep on showing the same three. They just rotate, and you gotta watch them all. <laughs> and it's it is up in the rafters where it's even darker, and there's a lot of mystery that you can't see. Oh, Jesus. That's why I'm like, okay. you know something's going on when you're at OKC Barons games and you are sitting in the rafters. Like, you are sitting the farthest. Like, if you buy a ticket to the movie theater and you're the only one there and you're sitting in the, like, far right-hand corner, something's going on. And that is, exa- <laughs> that is exactly what those Barons games were. And that skunk they threw, the mascot threw a skunk at us. And although it was a fake skunk, it somehow smelled like a real one. I still don't. Those games made no sense. <laughs> made absolutely no sense. And I'm sad I didn't go to our last, like, the last one that we were going to go to before they moved out because the uh, parking garage under the Cox Center flooded uh, via <laughs> a bad flood, which is sad because Oklahoma D- City deserves minor hockey. Like, if if we lose the Thunder, bring be, bring back the minor league hockey. Like, that we deserve it. We have a rich tradition, the Blazers, the Barons. We're an ice town, man. We're an ice town in Oklahoma oh, City. So we're, I'm not even entertaining this option of potentially losing the team, but 
Yeah, I, I don't want to go back to the days of what what was it, smoking Joe Burton? Yeah, no, I'm, it was uh, Doug Sadler with his like walrus mustache. No, 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 we don't want that. We don't want that. Um, all right, guys, let's, in let's the easiest let's, coin this week, cashing in the uh, easiest it's coin. Too easy. It's too easy. Fleck is gonna find a way to screw it up. All right, let's uh let's wrap this thing up, guys. Um, thank you all. So much for participating, as always, in the weekend spread. And uh, thank you all for listening. It's uh, always a fun time. We know we go a little bit long, but it's always fun to talk uh, college football. And we're soaking it up as we wind down towards bowl season. So for me, Jameson, Ty, and Blake, this has been the weekend spread. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, everyone. And good luck out there.